the reality is that by putting money into RSPs while you're working and in those higher income earning years, you are going to pay less lifetime tax than if you just put it into a non-registered account and let it grow, pay the tax along the way and use it in retirement. Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I am Joe Curry, along with my co-host, Lindsay Wilson, as always. How are you, Lindsay? I'm good, Joe. I feel funny saying, how are you? We just did a podcast and I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. And people will notice, of course, I think we've referenced before by our clothes because we do record in batches. But I am well. Looking forward to the end of September when we begin our fall client reviews. We're in preparation for that. So it's busy around here. Yeah, that's right. Especially uh, so the podcast is we're batching a lot together so we can get ahead so that all of our listeners, you guys can keep listening even while we're uh, busy working with our clients. That's right. Yeah. So we're kind of looking at a particular slice of retirement planning today, and that is the ins and outs of RSPs. So a lot of people, we could call this episode perhaps, I wish I didn't invest in RSPs, but what are some of the common things that you hear people complaining about in terms of RSPs? Yeah, this is something that and this is sometimes from clients, sometimes from just random people who I'm talking to because they know I'm a financial planner. But I hear a lot of the time people complaining about the taxes they have to pay when they take money out of their RSPs. So I hear things like, you know what, I never would have put money into RSPs if anybody told me I was going to have to pay all this tax when I retired. Or, you know, I never would have put money into RSPs if I knew that, you know, half of it was going to go to the government when I pass away and my family's not going to get it. And so I thought it would be good to maybe just talk a little bit about why that tax is being paid and why it's due and and where the advantages lie of RRSPs. Mm -hmm. And so this is transferable from RSPs to RIFs, RRIFs, because your RSP eventually will turn into a RIF when you go to take income. That's 71, correct? 71. Yep, that's right. So if you hear me saying one or the other, it could be used interchangeably for this purpose. But when we're saving, we're putting money into the RSP. And so just to remind everyone what an RSP is, is it's an investment of vehicle designed for retirement planning, retirement savings. It is a registered retirement savings plan. So the idea is when you put your money into the RSP, you get a deduction from your income. So if you make $100,000 and you put $10,000 into your RSP this year, that's a $10,000 deduction of your $100,000 income, meaning that your taxable income or net income now is going to be $90,000. So that's great news when you're in your high income earning years, right? And you've never ever paid tax on that money though at the other end in retirement when you go to use it. And so that's why you're gonna actually pay tax. So the idea here is that in your high income earning years, you're gonna take that tax deduction, pay no tax, not to mention once it gets in there, it's gonna be ideally invested and grow, totally tax deferred, meaning you're paying no tax on capital gains, dividends or interest, that's incurred while you're inside the account and while it's being invested. And then once you get to retirement, most people are going to find 
that they're in a lower tax bracket than when they were working. And that's especially true for couples because not only are they likely taking less income, they're also, in most cases, able to split their income. So if in the past one was in a higher income tax bracket and one was in a lower bracket, it didn't work out well for taxes because the higher income earner was paying a lot more tax than had they been able to split it and equal out their incomes. But now in retirement, we can actually do that. So the reality is that by putting money into RSPs while you're working and in those higher income earning years, you are going to pay less lifetime tax than if you just put it into a non-registered account and let it grow, pay the tax along the way and use it in retirement. So the first thing I want to talk about was just kind of getting clear on you know, why we still want to look at using those RRSPs. Mm-hmm. And why might it be an important tool in retirement savings planning? Yeah. So, I mean, it basically just comes down to, to paying less tax, right? Now, once you get to retirement, we probably have multiple income streams. And there's some things that people could be doing to, again, manage or lessen the damage of those taxes, right? And I guess maybe before I jump into that, the other thing I will say about RSPs is that usually when people get that deduction, they get a, a large or at least some kind of a tax refund at tax time. And typically what most people do is they take that tax refund and they put it on like a trip or a new vehicle or something fun, some kind of toy. But what they should be doing to get the full impact of that deduction is redeploy that tax savings, right? Mm -hmm. So put it onto your mortgage, put it into a tax-free savings account to get some additional growth and tax-free growth for retirement that you'll be able to later take out tax-free or put it into your RSP for the next year so you get more of a deduction next year and you can kind of get that cycle going where you're paying less and less tax, right? Mm -hmm. But if you get the deduction and you get a refund and you spend the whole refund, well, it kind of negates the whole point of using that deduction, right? And so now it's not as big of an advantage. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I should just mention before we uh, go any further. But yeah, so once we get into retirement, there's some things that we're able to do to try to limit that tax. So one would be, instead of taking our CPP and OAS as soon as we're eligible, there's a lot of advantage that we talked about in the past of delaying those so we get higher guaranteed income for life. And so we could be delaying those, which is going to give us a lower income in retirement. And so those years up to, we'll call it age 70, if you push both those off to age 70, which you could, and we could be taking out a lot higher amounts out of our RSP or our RIF. So we're actually draining those accounts and bringing them down while we're in an otherwise much lower tax bracket than we will be once those government benefits kick in. So that's one way we can be getting more money out of there quicker. And the other thing that does is once you're 72, there's a minimum you have to take out of your RIFs. And if we deplete those accounts and we get them a lot lower by the time you get to that age, again, the government's going to mandate you to take less out of those accounts. So that minimum is going to be less, which means that you're going to be forced to take out less and therefore pay less income tax, Hmm. right? And if we go further, if we get to estate planning, same thing. If we've been able to deplete those accounts early on in retirement, there's going to be less there that your family is going to have to pay tax on when you ultimately pass away. So those are a few of the things we can look at for trying to get more money out of there. But at the end of the day, again, you've never paid tax on any of that money and you're taking it out in retirement when you're probably in a lower tax bracket. So while it's painful to pay tax and see that go in as income to your um, your income tax, it's still a lot less had you never done those RSP contributions in the first place when we're looking at a lifetime tax bill. And as long as you're not taking it out, it's still giving you that tax deferred growth until you use it into the future. So there's still some benefits there. Right. And I would say maybe one other thing we could talk about as far as what you could be doing when you're thinking about making your RRSP contributions that will help you once you get into retirement is looking at spousal RSPs. So I talked about, again, if you're in a couple, you don't have to put money into your own RSP. So if you're a higher income earner uh, between you and your spouse, 
you could put money into a spousal RSP and your spouse's name. And so what that will allow you to do is once you go to use this money is you can income split easier. So I talked about income splitting in retirement. We can do that on anything considered pension income after age 65. But before age 65, it's pretty restrictive. Mm -hmm. So that's where a spousal RSP will actually come in handy is to help you do any kind of income splitting you need to do before you get to age 65 when the the rules kind of loosen up around that income splitting. Mm -hmm. Any sort of final thoughts or guidance that you could offer in terms of how to use the RRSP, how to think about it, how to deploy it? So I think I, I hate on most of it. Maybe the other thing I would say that is even when you're taking your government benefits, you could be looking at leveraging tax brackets. So if you're kind of running some tax projections, your planner is running some tax projections on where you might be for next year, you might find that for you to hit the next tax bracket, you could take another ten dollars or $15,000 of income. Mm-hmm. So assuming you're not in like a top 50% or 43% tax bracket, you know, that might be beneficial to just take some additional withdrawals. Uh, the one thing you'll want to look out for if you're already under the old age security clawback, which is around 86,000 for 2023, you know, you might want to look at making sure you're not pushing up above and beyond that. But the good thing is that's actually at one of those tax brackets. So for a lot of people, it makes sense to kind of try to push up against that. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, you know, we have people with a lot of uh, non-registered investments. And when they're taking money out of there, they're at, even if they have high you know, disposable income from a taxable income standpoint, they're still relatively low, right? Those lower tax brackets. So in those scenarios, you know, we might bump uh, people up 20 or 30 grand to get them up to a, to a much higher income tax bracket and just take advantage of those, those low brackets. Because the reality is, if something happens to one spouse, again, we're in a lot of ways generalizing here with couples, but if something happens to one spouse, then all of a sudden, all that income is going to be coming to one and we can't split it anymore. So we're going to be paying a lot higher tax than what we have our spouse there to, to split tax with. And again, if we're taking more in those early years, when you pass away, there's going to be less in there for the estate to pay tax on. And the last thing I would say, which is kind of along those lines of when something happens to your spouse is, you know, whether you're single or in a couple, like if you know there's some kind of illness that's going to shorten life expectancy or there's some kind of timeline, um, a lot of times this is when we're talking to older clients, we probably want to speed up and we're willing to jump up maybe a couple tax brackets to start pulling that out of there. Because again, we know that when we pass away, a surviving spouse, or if you're single, that's all going to be taxable anything that's left in mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to do it in a way that isn't calculated and could you know make us run out of retirement savings. But on the same hand, if we know that it's going to be taxable and we only have so many years left or some kind of short life expectancy, we probably want to be trying to speed it up to get out of there. And I guess the last thing I'll say to that is just because you take it out of your RSP or out of your RIF doesn't mean you have to spend it. You can reinvest it in tax-free savings accounts or non-registered accounts. There's going to be a lot more tax advantageous once you're taking retirement income or once you pass away. So I think those are kind of the the final points there. That's great. Well, thank you. And uh, of course, I'll I'll list any references, any uh, helpful tools in the show notes. Sounds good. Short and sweet today, Lindsay. Indeed. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. 
If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.